Greetings, and welcome to Etzheim's weekly podcast, recorded live in Richardson, Texas. We invite you now to join us for one of our synagogue's Shabbat messages. The Word of God is powerful. Powerful. The universe was created by that Word, and that Word is living in us. I really wish I could be lower, by the way, to uh, be on eye level with you. I feel too pontiff-like up here, if you know what I'm saying. You know, the only reason why Yeshua got on a mountain, because the people were, uh, just so he could be heard, because, you know, the people were so excited to see him. That's why I, I say to leaders in the Messianic community as well as the church that if there's anything boring at all in your service, guess who's not there? That's right. He was so exciting. He was so interesting that he had to get into a boat to avoid being crushed. Do you realize he had to get into a boat or he would have been crushed to death? The multitudes couldn't get close enough to him. And guess what? They were all Jewish. And our goal is to make him famous once again in Israel, and among the Jewish people. Very quiet clap on that. I mean, why are we here? Why are we here? What are we doing? I believe God wants to take over this congregation. And he wants to do it now. Since I agreed with Rabbi David to stand at the pulpit, I really wanted to go down there. Then I'm going to make a deal with you. I'll stay up here, but I feel like I'm in some kind of movie theater. I want everyone to move up, please. It is not, um, it will not be a huge suffering. Can everybody move up, seriously, and fill up the seats? Can I ask you to do that? Humbly, it's a request, please. I really feel like I'm not going to show a movie. Come on, you can get up and do this. It's not a big deal. I'm asking, you know, the Lord is asking us to lay our lives down. All I'm asking is to get up and move forward. Can you just do me a favor? Come on. Wow. Hey, I'm just one of you. I'm not trying to uh, manipulate you to do this. So you, you guys are not, uh, you're not going to, you're not willing to do that. Come on, I'm going to give you another chance. I really would like everyone to come up forward. There's a reason why I'm asking. It just feels better. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. 
Lord wants to do something here. So you understand he wants all of you. He wants your heart. He wants you to come. I mean, it's not a matter of coming up forward to, to fill a seat. He wants your life. He wants your life. He wants your life. You know, I don't know who I'm speaking to at any in any building, in any congregation, but I trust that I'm speaking to the remnant. I don't know who you are, but he does. And he said, many are called. The crowds will come, but few are chosen. And those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Yeshua is the Passover. We're not really, we're not called only to wait for his return. I heard that today. We're not called to merely wait for his return. We are called to hasten his return. If not us, you tell me who is going to do that. Who is going to hasten the return of the Lord. Reaching the lost is not an event. It's not what we do. I want you to uh, let that sink into your spirit. Reaching the lost is not an activity that we do. It is who we are. It's our identity. It defines us. Yeshua did not say, you must be the light of the world or act as the light of the world. But rather, he said this, you are the light of the world. And a city set on a hill cannot be hid. We are to be blameless, innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation. And that was said then. It has gotten much worse. Much worse. Whom you shine as lights in the world. In their case, the word says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, of the glory of Messiah, who is the likeness of God. So the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. But what I want to present this morning is, what if we have become blind. The Lord spoke and said, the eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is sound, your whole body is full of light. But when it is not sound, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. Don't you think that by coming here once a week, 
or reading the word of God that you are going to be full of light. It doesn't work that way. The Lord said it clearly. If you hear his words and you do not do what he says, that you deceive yourself. And I believe that we are in a generation in the body of Messiah that is full of self-deception. Full of self-deception. Because we've been hearing the word of God for decades, some of us, and not doing it. Therefore, there's a guarantee that you will deceive yourself. Guarantee, because the word of God is true. And let every man be a liar, but God, one thing God is not able to do is lie. And I believe this morning, the Lord is issuing a call from heaven for his remnant. There is something happening here, and it's happening amongst those who hear his voice and who know he's speaking here and now. It happened last night. I was at a, at a congregation called Adat Shalom. I don't think, I, we almost didn't stop. Anybody here from Adat Shalom? They're gonna, they said they wanted to come later. They're going to be here. That's what, they, yeah, that's what they said. If they were telling me the truth, we'll see them. I don't know. It says the remnant of the trees of his forest will be so few that a child can write them down. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Many are called you are chosen. Enter the narrow gate. The gate is wide. The way is easy that leads to destruction. Those who find it are many, but the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Are you among the few or among the many? No. We must come out from among her. There is a remnant that will depart from Babylon, and that exodus is now. Before the enemy is removed from the earth, before he's removed from the earth, let us remove him from this place. He has gained entrance. We need to drive him out because he trembles at the real name and presence of Yeshua. But if there's compromise, if there's half-heartedness, if there's lukewarmness, he thrives. Revelation 18.4, it says, Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out 
of her, my people. Lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. My people, he's calling his people out of something bigger, of this world, of this religious system that is everywhere, and it's here as well. And God wants, he wants all of his loved children out. It says, for her sins are heaped as high as heaven, and God has remembered, not forgotten, but remembered her iniquities. False religion today is the counterfeit of the real thing. It looks like the real thing, it sounds like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. Yeshua said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I said? That's religion. It's words. It looks good. It's religious. It appears good. It appears righteous. What did Yeshua say about those people? You appear righteous before men, but you don't know that you're full of dead men's bones. No wonder those boys wanted to kill him. He exposed them. But you know what? He, being the light of the world himself, with no darkness, exposes what is not of him in us, and we must run from it and repent and get rid of it and and fall on our faces until we offer right sacrifices before the Lord. Yeshua said, everyone who hears these words of mine, we heard them, you just recited them, we memorized them, but if you hear them and does and you do them, then you're a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and they will come. And the winds blew, and they will blow. It's not going to be a picnic here eventually. I don't know exactly when, but we know what the Word of God says. That there's going to be a time that men are going to beg God to kill them, and they're not going to be able to die. There's never been darkness like this on the earth. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And another Version, another gospel, it says, and the ruin of that house was great. See, in ancient times, there was the worship of Baal, of Molech, the worship of the sun, the moon, all these cult practices. Today, the father of lies has become far more sophisticated. Today, there are many who hold the form of religion, but deny its power. And it says, the word says to us, avoid, run from such people. Do not embrace them. 
Do not be so eager to build numbers here. You want to build disciples. We want disciples. We don't want anybody just coming in to God's kingdom and God's house. Because of it being Passover, we're reminded of Israel being delivered from bondage from Egypt, which is a type of the world system, the authority of Pharaoh. We have been delivered from the world system, but why do we remain in it? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Unity comes from being together with Yeshua, working with Him, being with Him, doing what He does. He said, I do nothing except what I see my Father do. I say nothing unless it's something I hear my Father say. As He is, so are we. It is time for us to truly and genuinely leave this world. Not the earth, but this world and everything that it means. The apostle said, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Yeshua, the Messiah. I am now going to, and I believe God wants me to, step on some toes. So I will say before I do, I love you all. And I'm one of you. In other words, I'm preaching to myself as well. I believe that I'm escaping this. I am running the other way. But the word of God calls us out that we are to be a holy people, a set apart people. And we are, it says, no soldier on service gets entangled in civilian pursuits. Since his aim is to satisfy the one who enlisted him. Not soon after the exodus, Joshua was confronted by someone, a fire, someone had, that, that was so awesome. And he, and, and he said, are you for us or for our enemies? And he said, no, but as commander of the Lord's army, I have come. He, today, 2019, has enlisted us. And no soldier on service gets entangled in civilian pursuits. And where I'm going with this is many of you have careers. You have careers, respectful careers. I looked and there's nowhere the word is anywhere in all 66 books of the Bible. 
The definition of career in Webster's Dictionary is like a race course. It's, it's a conduct of life. It's a calling in life and a special undertaking that is, it's a dedication. But you know what? God has called us to a career in serving Him alone. And every other career, whatever it may be, is your part-time vocation to put bread on the table, to do some good. Okay. Okay. Even the apostle, Paul, he was a tent maker. But there's not one chapter in the Bible showing you how he made tents and how he reported to work. The same with Matthew. It didn't talk about his accounting company. He didn't, you know, we don't even know if he showed up there again. Now I know this is getting close to home. (laughs) I'm not going to use the scripture. I, I won't even say it. But yes, it's, it's, a, it's a gift to have a great job. But it is easy to get sidetracked. And to spend most of your energy and your working hours being excellent at your career and just kind of okay in the Lord's army. And I'll tell you something, we're all only just okay, because we're not doing much. We're not doing much. And God is beginning something here. Last night, um, the other night, on Thursday night, it was me and there were eight women There's a lot of hormones going on. And I was learning. You know, Yeshua, you know, it was the women that found the empty tomb. Where were the boys? But they got cooking after a while. Took them time, right. You girls are more on the ball, I'll tell you. But there was something different about this group. We met at Whole Foods. And we were telling people, why are you only concerned about your bodies? You need to get some whole spiritual food. I was in Lifetime Fitness. Tell you, you can go, you can go into Lifetime Fitness or any LA Fitness, any of those places, go into the sauna and say, you think it's hot in here? It's an open door. Why are you working out and trying to make your body so strong? What about your soul? And people will say, whoa, thank you for telling me that. Because if we don't tell them, they're not going to hear it. How can they hear unless someone tells them? And how can someone tell them unless they are sent? Why are there so few of you 
that have been involved. I am really here recruiting. That's about the purpose of me being here. We need some more. Where, where are the guys? Everyone that's clapping, I expect to see you later. Oh yeah, really, it's easy to clap. It's easy to sing songs. It's easy to, to, to say how much you love him. But he says, if you love me, this is Yeshua, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will do what I say, because if you don't, you are fooling yourself. But you can't fool him. He knows everything. And it's worth it. It's worth it. What is the best thing that can happen if you succeed as a, as a doctor? I don't want to mention lawyers here for some reason. But yeah, in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, there's a scripture. There's nowhere that it says, woe to you doctors. Yes. You know, I would, I would really, I would, you know what? I was actually thinking of becoming a lawyer and I read that stuff. I don't know, too scary for me. But, see, we're all really part of his firm. Abba and Son. Incorporated. From the beginning. And he wants to wrap things up. And somehow, he's chosen us. In the cleanup spot. Why? I'll never know. Who are you? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of talk about, my grandmother always used to tell me this. Did you find yourself yet? Really, who are you? What are you doing here? That is one of the ways that I, I came to faith, was I wanted to know why I was here on this planet. In outer space, circling this big ball of fire. And there's all of these other balls of fire, millions of miles away, but I'm on this one, and why am I here? What is the purpose? And God revealed himself to me, that he the creator of every star and, and solar systems and planets and galaxies and novas and supernovas, he came down here to rescue us from darkness. How can we not devote ourselves to making him happy and pleasing him? Does anybody have an answer to that question? Sure, we have to work, but that's not our life. Our life is not about what we do from nine to five or, or however long you do it and however much education you received to do it. He has called us to gather the harvest, to be part of what he's doing on the earth. And that is what needs to happen. And to the ability and the time that we all have, let's say, Hineni. I'm telling you, God is not cold. He doesn't care if you come to meetings. 
or conferences unless you're being equipped and stirred up to do his word. Yes, I, I, I know it says do not neglect to meet together as is the habit of some. We, know, we should meet together, but it's not to meet together to stare at each other's smiles. Or to sing some songs. No, we got to go out and play the game. And it's no game. The Lord said this, it's not me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who finds his life will lose his life. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. We've been delivered from darkness and death. And now there needs to be a second deliverance here. And it's not about this local congregation. God wants to move in this city. It's from the deception that crept in when we were unaware that we need to be delivered. It says certain persons have crept in unnoticed that have turned the grace of God into licentiousness. Which is, which is just being loosed from any kind of, of, of calling. In other words, it's so loose in most of our congregations that, that it has really become a religion. It's become a man-made religion. No different than the Pharisees and the Sadducees that Yeshua gave such a hard time to. He, he did it out of love. We must be free from man-made religion. And you know the dangerous thing about a Messianic congregation? The Jewish people are the masters of religion. The masters of religion. Because the reality has been revealed to Israel and the enemy has immediately made it the counterfeit. Very attractive too. Take a look. Most synagogues are really beautiful. And after I came to faith in Yeshua, I went to Seaview Jewish Center in Brooklyn where I was bar mitzvah. And I went to the rabbi Rabbi Solomon. And we were sitting that we were standing and I think he was praying, I was praying. And I looked at him and I said, Rabbi, is God here? And he looked at me with a blank expression on his face. What are you talking about? Jewish people are the ones that God revealed himself and took Abram, who was an exalted father, and said, you are going to be the father of many nations. 
and that the Jewish people's calling is to communicate the truth and the gospel and salvation comes from the Jews. So what we're doing is bringing back the truth to those who first gave it to the world. And when the rest of the body gets a hold of it, then we could, could, could fulfill our call, which is to be a light to the nations. But right now, 99% of Jewish people are lost. Lost. That's why I, 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 uh, I wrote to my friend, Jonathan Burnus not that long ago. And I'm not against dancing. You know, dance all you want. But think about it. How can we merely be doing circle dances when 99% of the Jewish people are on the way to hell? It just doesn't make sense to me. Not that we should not rejoice in him, but we have got to run from the religion that we created ourselves. And I hate to say it, but it's the Messianic Jewish religion. But there's a real Messianic Jewish faith. And if you want to see how that functions, there's a manual all about it. It's called the Book of Acts. That's Messianic Judaism. It's being thrown in prison. It's being get. It's, it's being angels releasing you from prison. It's people getting upset with you and thousands coming to faith. It's the book of Acts, not the book of stay. There's an attitude in the Messianic Jewish community, and here. For example, many of you were thinking, who was he to tell me to move up forward? I asked everybody to move forward. Maybe very few did. Who the heck is he? You know what I'm talking about. No one's going to tell me what to do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm Better, or I have this authority here to tell people to come forward. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to get you to save Dallas. You know, I, to to move up a couple of seats is hard enough. I mean, it's like, how are we going to do what's really hard? It's actually impossible. That's why it's got to be God and His power. Thank God is made perfect through our weakness. Well, he can't do anything if we're not obedient, if we're not willing to say yes, or even to say, I believe, help my unbelief. I want to be obedient, but I'm stiff-necked. Help me. Change me. Something. But it's got to be more than just showing up and sitting down and hearing a message. It's just going to make you more responsible. It says the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he's out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed, and the Lord Yeshua will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by his appearing and his coming. 
the coming of the lawless one by the activity of Satan will be with all power and with pretended signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are to perish. What are the credentials of those who are to perish? They refused to love the truth. And it says, therefore God sends upon them a strong delusion at at a certain point to make them believe what is false. If you think, you know, you have the doctrine, I said a prayer, I repeated a prayer, I'm in, it doesn't matter how I live. There's a lot of scripture that says, no way, Jose. Revelation says, you say I'm rich, I have prospered, I need nothing, not knowing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I just want to end with something, so I want you to understand something. There is such a call. See, the reason for the Messianic Jewish community needs to become a movement again. I'm not going to call it a movement. It's a community. The reason why it began is because Jewish people everywhere, I even met some of them last night. This one guy, I I was hearing the gospel when I was 17 years old in Miami Beach from a Pentecostal preacher named Holy Joe. And this brother last night knew Holy Joe. (laughs) Holy Joe just preached and was singing on the sands of the hot 48th Street beach with a white shirt and a tie like he was in in a service somewhere. And I, none of my friends, everybody else was just getting high. I was just, what does this guy have? What is he on? I knew it wasn't drugs. And now... I'm overdosing on the same thing. It is the spirit. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh accounts for nothing. Nothing. We're here and gone. Why not invest your life in hearing Yeshua say, well done, good and faithful servant, does anyone here really have anything better to do? You tell me. The reason why there is such intense opposition to reaching Jewish people especially, and all people, because God does love the Gentiles. As much as he might love them more than the Jews, because he's chosen the Jews to be a light to them. But why is, is there so much opposition? I'm going to tell you. It says, when Israel rejected the Messiah, when the authorities of Israel said no to Yeshua, God said yes to the world. It says that their rejection meant the reconciliation of the world What will their acceptance mean but life from 
the dead. What is another word for life from the dead? Resurrection. Resurrection power. Do you realize that when Yeshua rose from the dead, after he cried out with a loud voice and yielded his spirit, the curtain of the temple in Jerusalem was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. There was an earthquake. The rocks were split. And the tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they came into the holy city and appeared to many. There were dead people getting up all over Jerusalem and going home for dinner. Do you understand what that must have been like? That is the resurrection power that is going to come from Israel receiving their Messiah. Do you understand? It is we need to rise up and say no to the spirit of darkness. To say no to the complacency. To say no to life in this world. And say yes to Yeshua because in him is yes and amen. Whoa. Whoa. Come on. Let's, let's clap for ourselves because he's, al- he's alive inside of us. He wants to break out. He wants out. He wants to be God. Let him be God. Stop shackling him. Stop shackling him with whatever you are loving down here. It's going to disappear anyway. It's gone. It is going to never, it's not going to be here. Your home, your car, your clothes, even your body. Do you understand? We're only here as a mist, as a vapor. Why not use the short nanosecond compared to eternity? We're here, a blink, a blink of the eye and the resurrection power that is in us. Are you kidding me? Resurrection power makes nuclear power a firecracker. And it says that we may know him and the power of his resurrection. 